Welcome to the Limitless Potential Podcast, where together we will dive into the personal, business, and career-rich tips, techniques, stories, and experiences of some incredibly successful and inspirational people, each with their own perspectives and journeys, and each with golden nuggets of wisdom which might just change your life. I'm Tracy Stone, and I'm a master trainer in a number of career supercharging techniques, a transformational coach, international best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and a woman discovering and evolving my very own limitless potential day by day. for another episode of Limitless Potential. Today, I'm so happy to welcome the very lovely Tanya Habjieva, who joins us from London. Tanya, also known as Leo Crystal Queen, is an award-winning author, a healer, and a spiritual leadership public speaker. Her first mission is to help stressed women in business. With her healing energy, both by distance and in person, Tanya can help achieve balance in the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical body. How amazing is that? She spent five years in sales and business development, and she herself had experienced burnout, which is why she's dedicated to helping women to live stress-free. Her advice has been featured in many magazines, as well as on Radio FM, and she's the creator of Queen's Joy magazine and the Wake Up Call Show podcast, which inspires people globally. Tanya's second mission is to raise awareness about the law of one, where love light vibration is a basic human right. And we're going to learn more about that. And she's here with us today to talk about her journey and how she taps into her own limitless potential. Welcome, Tanya. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Tracy. It is a pleasure to be here, to be a guest. Well, I'm so intrigued to hear more about the work that you do, the things that you believe in, that you center all of your beliefs on. But let's start briefly back at the beginning, Tanya, as I always Mm -hmm. have to do with my clients, as well as with my wonderful guests on my podcast. So tell me a little bit, if you would, about little Tanya, the little girl growing up. What was life like for you? And just bring us on that journey into today. Of course, that is, uh, I would love to share my story. Uh, As a child, I was very curious, to say the least. Uh, I was constantly studying to a point where my parents were thinking, oh my God, she's just staying at home way too much because I wanted to be a doctor. I studied biology and chemistry all day long. And even I was teaching even my my, uh, classmates to 3 a.m. just to kind of make sure that they passed their test. I was so inquisitive as a child. I loved uh, all kinds of uh, subjects, mathematics. Um, I I was even winning competitions of poetry in very young age. I wanted to do dancing as well, but my parents said, oh, you cannot make money with dancing, so stick with being a doctor. But I was very passionate about arts. I was very passionate about writing, uh, I mean, poems back then, and also articles, as well as um, 
dancing as well as our arts and painting because my aunt is actually a professional painter and she has her own school but again my parents wanted to stick with the safety and security <laughs> which was being a doctor uh, until one day of my life 2009 when my grandmother died um I said you know what I changed my mind I'm not going to be a doctor I realized doctors are not really 100% helping people uh, as as we all know they see them more as a client rather than I'm actually wanting to heal and help them and I believe that her um the loss of my grandmother was a turning point you know every person has these emotional catalysts of where you you were excelling in your being inside and it, it was like a spark uh, at the same time as I felt my foundation of life because she was like my grandmother my mom my best friend my counselor like uh, if I had a broken heart or something I would go to her she was like the elder that had all the love that I would just go for and ask for an advice I really appreciate my grandmother's advice and I'm sure a lot many people appreciate um, their nan's advice and people who have more knowledge so when she was gone I said to myself okay so where what's this leading me of course the first two years uh, was the denial um, stage where you cannot accept that the person is gone I was um, not even 18 she died before even my graduation so for me it was a bit shocking to deal with, you know, teenagers trying to get into college as well as trying to get my way into where my life is uh, without her. So I think the breaking, the first wake up call that I had was um, needing to adjust my beliefs, needing to adjust my spiritual values. I was really raised and born Christian. I was going with her to the church every Sunday. And then I completely moved into the spiritual world. And this was kind of my quest. It, it literally was like the, the book, The Soul for the Soul. I was searching for every book out there that was spiritual. I started with astrology, numerology, Chinese I Ching, then went to crystals. Then I went to healing, uh, which was the reconnective healing that I learned. Then I went to feng shui. Like I've literally read all these um, types of alternative healing. And I realized something at, at the end of the journey. Uh, from where I started, I wanted to find her in a different realm because obviously I couldn't connect with her in the physical. So I was making myself um, as a task to be able to reach her in the other realm so I would do anything spiritual to get closer but with that journey what I didn't realize was that I was actually trying to get closer to myself not to her until one day I uh, had a session actually here in London with a lady that helped me to release that um, completely and to be able to move forward with understanding what has happened release the past learn from the past and actually understand that the spiritual journey that I'm on is actually my personal one that I have to develop and start uh, sharing my gifts. So her transformation helped me transform to be able to give what I'm giving today to the world. Wow, that's quite an intricate journey, isn't it? Into realizing, yes. rightly as you say, that it's not so much about what you thought it was. It wasn't as... Yeah as much about finding and connecting with her but more about connecting with you and understanding you and what you wanted mm -hmm. what your gifts were what you bring into the world and what you move forward into doing exactly 
So yes. what did you do from there? So uh, how did you then distill all that you learned on that journey into finding your direction? Well, the journey always begins and is still ongoing, but the, the second and most profound wake-up call that I had was the next chapter of my life was 2018, when I first started with a PR company that um, I first went actually to them so they can do PR for my healing services. And then I ended up with a job because uh, I said, okay, I, I'm going to embark on this journey. I was working two jobs at the same time. Uh, we know in London, sometimes it's hard, but it was actually uh, a journey that was meant for me because if it wasn't for that journey, I would have not gone to Amsterdam and I would have not met my um, twin flame who is actually mentioned in my book behind me, Ruby Rose and the Crystal Palace. So again, um, I understood doing so many um, ayahuascas going deep within myself that everything happens for a reason in life and every event that happens in my life is actually supposed to happen. And uh, I realized the next chapter was actually understanding why I'm here. Uh, and you mentioned the law of one. It is actually part of my spiritual growth uh, and why I'm going to mention in, in a little bit. For all the viewers who don't know what a twin flame is, first I'm going to address that. So twin flame is a very, very profound experience, very rare. Not a lot of people actually experience that during our lifetime. There's a difference between twin flame and a soulmate. So twin flame is usually someone that is part of your soul. So the soul wants to experience itself in two different bodies. So when it comes to earth, it separates itself in two different bodies, male and female. Sometimes it can be two, two females. It doesn't matter. And through these experiences, they come in to incarnate on this planet to actually help the whole lineage of, of their lineage to clear. So we are the catalyst for clearing up all the shadow work from the whole lineage. So for example, if there was a lot of uh, hurt or fear of rejection, fear of failure, all these fears are going to be uh, put on to the twin flames to actually deal with in order to clear all the karma and all the lineage. So it's, it's actually quite, it's an honoring thing to be, but it's also very hard because you go through uh, phases of mirroring each other with your twin flame where you bring all that culmination and everything that you've experienced during your childhood all the programs all the traumas are actually being mirrored in all order to be resolved so so this can actually transform and once um it's actually once it's transformed it's very um very soothing and or actually it's very healing but why I mean the law of one is because twin flames are actually an example of the law of one, which is a universal law, just like the law of attraction, the law of uh, cause and effect. So the law of one states that everything is part of the one. So it doesn't matter. Uh, we obviously have our blueprint. We're all different, but we all originate from source. So eventually we're all going to go back to source. So what twin flames are representing is that strong bond between each other, that telepathic communication, that feeling of the other when it's hurt, when they're happy, even though even without seeing each other. So they represent that part of being one, even though you're in two different separate bodies, because it is hard to explain to someone as a concept what it is, because it's a feeling. Uh, so I think more and more people understand that we are actually part of this whole thing. We're all interconnected. Now quantum physics is trying to actually 
explain that in a very, very scientific way so people can grasp the concept. Uh, so yeah, this is this was the second part of my wake up call um, as um, as a person and growing. Wow. <laughs> and I think the the term twin flame has become quite popularized in yes, recent years. Yes. We'll see a lot of it in the media with with certain actors and singers. And that's kind of brought it to people's attention. But I think for many people, the understanding of what a twin flame is, is a little bit different to that reality that yeah. we talked about. Mm. They tend to think it's just an intense burning love. Um, mm. they, they feel it's the, the soulmate aspect that people are very drawn to each other. So it's a, it is a bit different to that. But how do you know? How does anybody actually get to understand that it's a twin flame thing? It's a different thing. It's it's a different level. How do you know that it's that and it's not just a deep connection? It's a very good question. I actually was asking myself that so many times because I have uh, tried to get over um, that connection for years and I was like what it is about this person that's different you know from other connections uh, because I have also had another connection that was very deep um, before it is the to me it's like the knowingness and the resemblance that you know that person you know that you know them from a different life and sometimes of course twin flame can be reincarnated and it, it feels like a karmic relationship as well that it's very intense very 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 like passionate sometimes it can be just a karmic sometimes it's not really a real twin flame so again it depends from situation to situation but I have asked this question during my ayahuasca journey and uh, because I at one point I was really thinking I'm going crazy and I'm not even over exaggerating on on this I was like why this person is like uh, so uh, feeling the feelings are so intense because when you are in the journey no one prepares you for it no one like it, it it's a random meeting and then the circumstances are right exact and then you meet and then boom uh so i didn't really feel prepared for it um so it's 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 about knowingness and understanding if if the person that you think you're connecting with is, for example, I'll give you an analogy. You know, with most connections, when you are with someone and then the relationship starts to like go down with the years, usually gradually starts to go down. Uh, even in the love aspect, uh, things start to slow down and then you just become either a, a co-friends uh, that live on the one roof. With the, the twin flame, what I have noticed is the opposite. It gets better and better. And every time you think it's not going to get better, it actually gets better. And then and then you're even surprised from yourself. And I'm like, how can that even get better when everyone else is getting, you know, like getting less from their relationship? So, you know, you, you, the feelings are different. And is a twin flame in your experience, is it also always a romantic thing? Or can it be a twin flame across people that are just deeply connected as friends? What way does that work? Oh, well, from my personal point of view, and I can only speak about myself and my experience, of course, uh, we have tried to be just friends so many times. It never worked. <laughs> the, 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 the magnetic pool, uh, it's so, um, so big 
that it just never works <laughs> for some reason i don't know maybe maybe for some other people works and uh you know i know that there's infinity possibilities so i'm not gonna say that no friends cannot be uh, twin flames and it doesn't exist because there are multiple actually twin flames there are twin flames of which one of the twins is not actually incarnated in the physical so they're mostly like the spirit guides or they're like very much connected on different worlds with them but they still have the the flame uh, on the other side so there are multiple of course situations wow so how t- take us back from that then, from the twin flame into the law of one. So bring us back again to that and explain mm-hmm. a little bit more about the law of one and what do you do in your work? Take us into to how you apply it and help others. Mm-hmm. Well, the way I apply it is that the, easier, the easiest way I can explain it is like when I do a webinar and I speak about the... Um, the ascension, the wake-up call uh, to the 5D ascension, the way I explain the law of one is when you start to understand that when you look at another person in their eyes, when you look into another person, you're looking at yourself, is the closest that you have ever gotten to understanding the law of one. Because if you look into a mirror and you say, constantly repeating to yourself, you know, I love myself, you do all these affirmations, but when you look at another and you you understand that the other person is part of you is that when when the whole um human uh, as a as a society is going to change because then they will understand that we are all interconnected and if you hurt one person then uh, you know it hurts someone else so what i'm saying is imagine here it's planet earth and then we have all the rest of the planets. So the rest of the planets, let's say they're in higher dimensions, they're higher than four dimension. And we're the only ones in four dimension at the moment. Everyone else around us can feel our pain and suffering on the four dimension because they're also part of the one and we're also part of the one. So they cannot really ascend to so much of a higher dimension unless we ascend as well, because we, all of us create that one. So if one part of your body is hurting, then, you know, uh, you know, the other part of the body feels it, even though it may not be the part where it hurts, but it's part of the whole, mm-hmm. you know, that that small part is part of the whole body. You know, your toe and it's part of the whole body. It's not yeah, separate. Exactly. But we we perceive that we are separate because we incarnate in this experience for a reason. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're learning the lessons to move forward love that so that's that's i mean it's a very different approach to what a lot of people are used to thinking about or talking about Mm -hmm. but uh, we can't ever assume that what we know understand can measure can count can look at and touch here is all that there is in the universe of course yeah love it so tell us a little bit as well tanya if you would please um about the journey to writing your book Uh, if we can (laughs) come on to that ruby rose Ruby Rose and the Crystal Palace is a romantic fantasy of a very, very strong character that travels uh, from two different countries. We talk about two different big cities like London, Amsterdam, constantly because she falls in love with someone that is not um, with her religion. So we see, again, a conflict between two religions in the 21st century, which shouldn't in reality still be happening, in my opinion. Uh, But we see the contrast between 
you know, traveling to countries, uh, having to fight between two religions to be with someone that you love. And on the other side, she finds out she has superpowers. She comes from a different plane of existence and she's here with a mission to help humanity. So so the, the way I'm portraying the main character is for all the people, I mean, young adults, specifically women, who are in a position that they haven't been inspired or they're in a situation where they don't see the light you know in the tunnel and they have given up or maybe they're in a position where they love someone from a different religion you know i talk about this problem a lot in the book because i believe love should be uniting us and also again the law of one it should be uniting us instead of separating us and uh yeah this the book basically is about the main character exhibiting courage uh, as opposed to fear which is being spread everywhere and even though she is actually in a world full of fear and on top of that I wrote it during the pandemic so I actually put the pandemic also in the book to put the cherry on top of uh, all the other drama that's going on <laughs> fantastic well you know it's a beautiful book uh, inside and out it's a beautiful book it's a it's a lovely read um, what kind of feedback are you getting from people? It must be amazing because I know a lot of people are connecting into the story that you share as uh, it connects into their life. Exactly. Well, it is inspired from my life. Uh, so people do connect with it, of course. The the recent feedback that I, I got was amazing. People are really, really admiring uh, Ruby's um Ruby's boldness. <laughs> that was the last comment I got is that she's very bold. And she just jumps off a cliff and growing her wings, you know, while falling down, uh, which not a lot of people obviously do because we do hide behind the fear um, of what if. And uh, and this is not what the character actually exhibits. She is very bold uh, with her decisions, obviously having the courage to make the change. So, yes, uh, I'm glad that uh, people are really resonating, especially women that read the book, resonating with the main character. Obviously, the main character of um, Rashid is also very important because he's playing the other part of the story of why certain things didn't happen the way they happened. So it is important to realize there's always like two sides of the story. And in one side is, uh, you know, me telling the story. And in the other side is um, the other perspective of the male. Uh, what, what is the male character going through? Because uh, in the book, the main character just got out of uh, religion, but he's in very deep depression. So when you when you meet someone that loves you so much, and you just got out of depression. It's kind of like, wow, you know, the whole world is like spinning. And a lot of people beca became very depressed during the pandemic. So they can probably resonate more with the, with the male character. So we have on one side, we have someone that's very persuasive, very assertive, very courageous you know, which is Ruby. And then on the other side, we have someone that's doubtful, uh, depressed, uh, always exhibiting um, um, shy kind of behavior where it's not like sure where things are going. So there is a clash between the two characters, of course, uh, but uh, obviously that's where um, all the truth and the drama is being born, <laughs> I guess. Absolutely. Well, congrats. Yes. It's beautiful. Um, and Tanya, then tell us a little bit, uh, if you will, in our last few minutes of the work that you do, how you help people. 
At the moment, I help through the podcast, um, which is being uh, right now available in 22 countries. I also do coaching as well as webinars where I talk about the ascension. Uh, I talk about how we can manage this tricky, navigate the waters that are coming at the moment, but as well as working on many projects to change and shift things of the way societies and things are going, which is very important. And how do people find you, Tanya, if they want to know more about how they can work with you? What can they do to find out? I am very findable <laughs> on all social media. It is the same name, Leo Crystal Queen. TikTok is mainly for crystals um, because of my passion for crystals. I explain how people can use crystals for their own benefit uh, on TikTok. Instagram is more about the book and then obviously i have facebook group uh as well leo crystal queen or they can visit my website which is again leocrystalqueen.com and they can send me a message there i'm going to be happy to respond if they have any questions fantastic and finally my darling if you could share with us please what is the biggest goal that you have yet ahead of you what are what do you that you haven't yet achieved because you've done so much in a short time what's coming next for leo crystal queen tanya Oh, what is coming next is what I would love to see is uh, turning the book into a movie so many people can enjoy it in the cinema, get inspired. And, uh, you know, we see so many like movies, Marvel movies. Um, this movie really, really, I feel also holds kind of the same vibration of being an inspiration to the uh, young adults. So that's the next chapter. <laughs> And I have to therefore ask, so who would you love to play you and who would you love to play the male lead in it? I was, to be fair, I was actually looking for uh, people to who I would love to. I mean, I would love um, the mother of Ruby, which is uh, Celeste. She is uh, uh, interdimensional. Uh, being to be played by J-Lo, of course. <laughs> uh, and I would like to play, um, I mean, I think the best person to play me would be um, the main character who plays in the Vampire Diaries. She's also Bulgarian, Nina. Um, she she looks she looks a little bit like me. She's also half Bulgarian as well, so she speaks Bulgarian and she's American actress. So I think if she plays, that would be great because she probably has knowledge about the culture as well, where the main character comes from. Uh, I am yet to research the male. I was researching it uh, yesterday, actually, and I really didn't find a face that would resemble the main character yet, but. Uh, um, I'm yet to find, because uh, obviously, whoever seeks, they find, right? So, yes. Of attraction. Exactly. That is so interesting. I, I love the choice of Nina uh, to play your role in it. I think you are spot on, <laughs> on that. Well, cast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> plus, she has already played in the Vampire Diaries, so she's all used to like magical stuff. And the book Ruby Rose and the Crystal Palace is very magical. You also do like spells there. You work with crystals. You find that you have superpowers. So it's like nature for her to probably play this <laughs> to play the character and she's a yeah. strong female lead mm -hmm. oh definitely yes 100 i've watched all her moves in the vampire diaries and in other movies but she's she's great 
Good choice. Good choice. Well, Tanya, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today, and I'm quite sure that we will chat again with an update as you move mm -hmm. forward into all of that. But thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. And absolutely, I would say that you are full of limitless potential. So I'm glad you've joined us to share that today. Thank you so much, Tracy. It was my pleasure to be your guest and share all my experience. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to all of our visitors today, all of our subscribers for joining us for this wonderful episode and sharing the journey of Tanya, Leo Crystal Queen. And fingers crossed, we'll hear a lot more that's to come. So thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again soon for another episode and another wonderful guest on Limitless Potential.